0: And Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb, Lion, Ministry. We have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy evangelism. So stay tuned for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you
1: for giving us the great commission to challenge us to go evangelize the world. We pray, Lord, you'll equip us, give us courage and strength to preach your word to everybody that we come across, uh, so that, Lord, we may see many, many come to know you as Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for all who are tuned in, in your precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Again, Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry as we're talking about Bible prophecy evangelism. So for those of you that are following us in social media, we'd love for you to post there to your friends and family to follow along with us in today's program. And of course, if you have a Bible, turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 as we start our program. But before we do so, I'm going to welcome my co-host Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother.
1: Always good to be on sharing the Bible with you.
0: Oh, we're super excited. Nathan, it's Nathan up to a, a lot of wonderful, good things. You and I were talking about our latest book, and you were sharing with me the wonderful opportunities that you had to be sharing in different locations. Can you talk to us a little bit about the ministry and what you're involved in as well?
1: Well, for you uh, who've been following our program for a long time, the truth will set you free here. Uh, we, uh, Vic and I, taught through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, from the angel's point of view, and that series was called The Mighty Angels of Revelation. Uh, Vic and i put that together into a book by the same title the mighty angels of revelation we released it at christmas of 2019 and we've been uh, having wonderful opportunities to share about it online various tv programs our own lamb and lion ministries tv program christ and prophecy as well as there'll be other opportunities through uh, prophecy watchers and jan markell's olive tree ministries and casper mcleod's spiritual encounters and many other programs uh, Uh, Check it out at our website at lamblion.com or Amazon and Barnes & Noble and get your copy. If you want to grow in your knowledge about Jesus Christ, how he works through his mighty angels, uh, 72 angels or groups of angels found in the book of Revelation, you'll want to catch our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation. Ooh,
0: fantastic. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Yes. For those of you that are want to be Bible prophecy students, what a great opportunity. Also check out our university at cca.university. And again, just a lot of wonderful resources for you to grow in this wonderful uh, uh, this wonderful topic of Bible prophecy. So Nathan, we're, we're very excited. Nathan, also, there's a we're, there's a conference coming up uh, soon here with Lamb Lion Ministries. Can you talk to us about that as well?
1: Well, certainly. uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Uh, We do that in a number of ways, and one of them is by holding Bible conferences. We're having a big one coming up at the end of April in Louisville, Kentucky. It's our regional conference at Hikes Point Church. You can find out more about attending at ChristandProphecy.org or LambLion.com. And then, of course, we have our Ministries Annual Conference. That's a big conference. Over a 1,000 people come here to the Dallas area. Uh, I'll be one of the speakers. Of course, our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, will be a speaker as well. We're going to have Gene Getz, uh, the famed uh, teacher who wrote uh, many men's Bible studies. We'll also have Dr. Mark Hitchcock as our featured speaker. And uh, of course, if you, <laughs> Mark's written many many books. You want to check that out as well. I'll also have Alan Franklin, who's a publisher uh, and a newspaper man from England, and he'll be coming too to talk about the Bible prophecy. So. You want to come and join us in that conference. It's a wonderful conference, good fellowship, uh, usually good food too. So uh, again, Christandprophecy.org. check us out. It's our annual conference. It's right there on the homepage.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, for those of you that are following us on social media, again, just share that with your friends and take advantage of these wonderful opportunities if you find yourself in the area. We're very excited for that. Nathan, we're also very excited because God is always on the move uh, there's some amazing things happening around our world, uh, fulfilling Bible prophecy right before our eyes. And now, like never before, we need to be about the gospel and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's why our topic today is that of Bible prophecy evangelism. But Nathan, it seems to me that oftentimes when people hear of an evangelist, the only thing that oftentimes comes to their mind is someone like, like maybe Billy Graham. But you and I know that... The Bible actually talks about different positions in evangelism or different ways to reach people, different types of evangelists. Would you agree? Right. Well, we got to go back to
1: the fact that Jesus Christ assigned every Christian of every age to be evangelists. Uh, Acts 1-8 or Matthew 28 are both commands, which we call the Great Commission by Jesus Christ to go out in the whole world and preach the gospel. The gospel meaning the good news about Jesus Christ. Basically, you share about Jesus Christ, his life. His, uh, resurrect his death his resurrection and of course how he's the one and only way to salvation John 14:6. So that's what we're all commanded to do but over the centuries of church history we've started separating out different jobs to the point today that many Christians believe that they are laity in other words they're just meant to sit in the pews and that the clergy is supposed to go out and share the gospel. <laughs> That is totally a misconception. Again, Acts 1-8 tells us that all Christians are supposed to go out and preach the gospel. Uh, it's interesting. I, I read a book recently about evangelism. And, uh, of course, you and I being evangelists as well, both in the pastorship and in job. My title here at Lamb & Lion Ministries is Internet Evangelist. I'm on the evangelism team. Is that we assume that it's some uncomfortable thing where you have to go door to door or hold these great crusades, like you said with Billy Graham and share the gospel. And they'll point to statistics that show that only 8 to 10% of Christians have the spiritual giftedness of evangelism. So they say, well, I don't have to do that then if I'm not spiritually gifted in it. And, but that is a total misconception. All Christians are meant to share the story of Jesus Christ.
0: Nathan, excellent point. And again, for those of you that are tuned into the program, you tuned into Our Truth Will Set You Free, uh, Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about evangelism. Nathan, and it's true, we all have a responsibility to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And there's, you know, some people are called to um, evangelize in stadiums. Like, uh, like we said, uh, um, you know, you have Greg Laurie. He's a pastor evangelist. We have Billy Graham. Uh, but we also have uh, one-on-one evangelism examples in the Bible where individuals just reached out to one person. We also know that there's uh, different ways that God calls people to evangelize because He gives them uh, different gifts. And not only that, Nathan, but we think that Bible prophecy is also a, a real effective tool in bringing people from darkness uh, into light through the prophetic word. And and that's what we're going to look at in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 16 to 21. And Nathan, that's what you and I have been doing here for over 10 years, just sharing the Bible prophecy good news to bring light to the darkness of what's going on in the times in which we live in. Absolutely.
1: Bible prophecy is God telling the future back in the past. For him, he's already experienced it. He knows all of time from beginning to end. Bible prophecies are always fulfilled 100% of the time and there are some that are still future we're waiting for those so absolutely one of the greatest what you call apologetics or defenses of the Christian faith is fulfilled bible prophecy for instance uh, the there are 109 distinct prophecies and 300 general prophecies about Jesus Christ's first coming and Jesus fulfilled all 109 all 109 now there are 500 prophecies in the Old Testament and 1 in 25 verses in the New Testament prophesy about Jesus's second coming. So if Jesus fulfilled all 100% of the prophecies about his first coming, how many do you think he's going to fulfill about his second coming?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, all 100%. So Bible prophecy is, is I believe, one of the greatest evangels. a matter of fact, in the first uh, two centuries of church history, the number one way, way to reach a Jewish person for a Christ was to share fulfilled Bible prophecy in the life of Jesus Christ. And that's how many Jews were one to Jesus in the first few centuries. And now today, as there's many Jews coming to Jesus, we call them Messianic Jews. They're coming because they are seeing that Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of the Messiah, and they are then turning
0: their lives to Jesus Christ. Nathan, what an excellent point. And how far we've gone from that truth today when people hear of Bible prophecy, all they think about is end time gloom and doom and how sad that is.
1: Oh, absolutely. Our focus is, is on the destruction and the judgment, the, the difficulty as the spiritual warfare is raged back and forth, and not on the end. The end is meant to give us hope that Jesus Christ wins, exactly. and we win as well as his children. That's the, the message of Bible prophecy, and it gets obscured and talks about Antichrist and beasts and judgments and destruction, and yeah, that plays a role in Bible prophecy, certainly, but the true heart of the message of Jesus Christ is that he wins, and he will set up his kingdom on this earth, and his children will rule and reign with him in a kingdom of peace, righteousness, and justice. Brother, that should get you excited.
0: Absolutely, and Nathan, and, and we 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 know that we're living in a world that is getting progressively dark. There's so much happening, so much sad things that are happening, so many hideous crimes, and yet the Bible Bible prophecy brings light. It sheds light on these realities of what the Bible says is coming. Would you be able to read for us, Nathan? There, Second Peter chapter one, uh, verses sixteen through twenty-one. Maybe someone doesn't have a Bible and they can see this truth for themselves. Absolutely,
1: Second Peter one sixteen begins. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy is scriptures of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were
0: moved by the Holy Spirit. Nathan, what a powerful passage. And I mean, there's just so much there uh, in terms of true prophets, true prophets, true prophecy, uh, uh, as we say. It's not something that people make up. It's not like some of these televangelists that are making up, their own uh, version of prophecy. But as you read for us here, it's it's God breathed from the Holy Spirit, prophetically, 100% accurate, right? Yeah, we see actually two positions here. We see the prophet, in
1: other words, Peter here, who is one of the 12 disciples, one of the three that got to see Jesus when he's talking about his holy mountain, the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus, during his first coming, let his glory shine through, and he had Moses and Elijah there with him, and the these three apostles got to see it. So we're also seeing an element of evangelism here, because what is evangelism but just telling the story of Jesus Christ? You know, so many people get terrified of sharing about Jesus and sharing about salvation because primarily they're worried that they're going to be asked a question that they just can't answer and look stupid. So they feel that they have to know everything about the Bible before they can evangelize, but Look what Peter did. Peter just told his story, simply. And as Christians, we can do the same thing. We just tell the story of how our lives were changed by accepting Jesus Christ our Savior. No one can argue with your own personal story. And so here we have the story of Jesus here. It's an evangelism story that Peter was giving, but it's also a prophetic story because uh, he could then tell about the prophecies that Jesus made. So, yeah, you've got both prophet and evangelist here in this passage in one position.
0: I love that, Nathan. That is fantastic. And like you mentioned, Nathan, it, it's good news. In other words, uh, when we share the gospel, we, gotta, we just have to share our testimony, our story of what God did for us. And one of the things that the enemy does is bring fear on people's hearts so that they will not go out and share this good news. And that's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Uh, So we see, Nathan, there's a power just in sharing the gospel, giving people an opportunity to hear it, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, we worry as Christians that if we don't bring someone to know Jesus as their Savior, we failed. But we got to remember, we are not called to get people saved. We are called to proclaim the gospel. It's the Holy Spirit working in the heart of the person receiving the gospel. It's all up to God, man. It's the Holy Spirit alone that changes people and transforms them. It takes the dead person, as as the Bible compares unbelievers to, and brings them to life again. And so that's another thing that holds Christians back from sharing the gospel, is fear that we're going to fail. We're only meant to share the gospel. We might be just planting the seed and... They'll hear the gospel. Uh, what, uh, remind me of the statistic. It's something like 70 times or some ridiculous number that people have to hear the gospel before they'll finally accept it. I don't know. Maybe you've heard that statistics floating around, but it's a lot. It's a big number. Yep. And uh, you might be number 23 in the process. But again, that's all you're called to do. So, you know, don't don't let the fact that they turn you down and turn Jesus down really is what it is to keep you back from sharing the good news, because we're only called to share the gospel.
0: Nathan, that's a great point. And in every program you and I do, we take an opportunity just to share the gospel. Because you said it, it's not up to us to save people. We're just called to be faithful and basically go out there and share the 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 news, whoever wants it. And and, and that's a good word for pastors and evangelists and leaders, people out there that they don't like to give out an invitation. Well, because maybe people are not going to respond in the way they, 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 they expect them to, or maybe they don't see enough people respond responding coming forward. But you never know. Someone might, is, might get saved just sitting in their seats. Uh, or maybe they'll go home and they'll ponder on it. But the idea is we need to share that news, give them that opportunity, and then let the Holy Spirit, right, Nathan, do the work.
1: Absolutely. And it's called your testimony. In other words, how you got saved. Some people believe that well, if they don't have this tragic story of how they were saved out of drugs and debauchery and fornication And God transformed them that nobody's going to care. But, you know, I know you have a very different story than I do. My story, a lot of people would say, uh, Christians would say, oh, that's boring. You can't share that. I was led to the Lord by my mother at seven years old. I recommitted at 12 years old in a Brigade Boy event. We were all taken to watch a video, and it was kind of spooky, babies dying and going to hell. I mean, Very strange video, but I walk forward and I accept the Lord. Uh, at 16, I got baptized in the Tennessee River, later in the Jordan River in Israel. And I, uh, after being a camp counselor at 19 in Alaska, I realized that I wanted uh, the Lord had led me to give my life to full-time ministry. And I got serious and started going to Bible college and then seminary. And so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's not an exciting story, but I can tell people, hey, Jesus Christ kept me from all that. He kept me from the... Hey. The drugs and the drinking and the fornication and all that and i've walked with the lord all my life and and this is how the lord has blessed me by staying by staying faithful to him that's my testimony anybody can tell their testimony because it's their own personal life story of what Jesus did to save them and transform them.
0: Mm, that is fantastic, Nathan Jones. Thank you. And again, you're tuned into a Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about, of course, Bible prophecy evangelism. Nathan, you made a very good point. You know, everyone has a different um, uh, experience uh, with the gospel. Uh, I, I just, when you were sharing your testimony, it reminded me of a Jude. Uh, chapter one, verse twenty-three, or verse twenty-three of Jude. Uh, would you be able to read that for us, Nathan? Because that was just fantastic in how you share that you came to the Lord through this uh, movie or this video. And in Jude one twenty-three, for those of you that don't have a Bible, uh, listen to this because sometimes that's how that's how some people get saved.
1: Yeah, I was saved by the prophetic knowledge of the fact that when we die, if we're not saved, that we are still under God's wrath. John three thirty-six. And therefore are subject to the death sentence in hell, and that's what that video was about. It's a very extreme strategy to bring people to Christ, but hey, it worked for Jonathan Edwards, right? Sinners in the hands of an angry God. But twenty-three right. reads, "But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, heating even the garment defiled by the flesh."
0: Mm. And Nathan, that that's a powerful passage because you know some people it, it's fear, and not that we always use fear to bring people to the Lord, but whatever the Lord needs to do to bring us closer to him, I'm good with that, right, Nathan? Because the other side is not a better option.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, blessed are you if you hear the gospel and you turn to the Lord right away. But others, they have to have intense pressure happen in their lives before they turn to Jesus. You probably heard the term, there's no atheists in the foxholes. And (laughs) that's so true. When there's war, even the atheists are crying out for God to rescue them. And that's when you read a lot about judgment, both in the Old and New Testament, that God would have to take his wayward people, bring down judgment, whether it's foreign enemies or economic disaster or a crop disaster or, or weather-related disasters or something, to get the people to finally admit that they couldn't do it on their own and to turn to Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we read about the tribulation. You know, a lot of people won't look in their book of Revelation because it's so much gloom and doom. It's like, well, again, God is taking the most evil people in the world, putting under that uh, pressure cooker of judgment, and we read how millions from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people will turn to Jesus Christ during the tribulation. So there's many ways that that, that work with bringing people to Jesus. Uh, pray that you're not one of those one under God's judgment that have to be forced on your knees before you finally relent.
0: Mm, Excellent point, Nathan. Of course, God loves you. God has a wonderful plan for you. God has prepared individuals. He's put people around your path to show you the good news of Jesus Christ. And God has prepared you, our listeners, to go forward and also share that good news. We're not supposed to hide that gift, if you will, under a bushel. Nathan, you know, it reminds me, and you and you made a good point. We are all called to go share the gospel. Now, some people have been called specifically with different positions, as we're going to look in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And I think you made a good point, Nathan, there, as we make that distinction. Would you be able to take us, Nathan, to Ephesians 4 and read for us verses 11 through 13?
1: Oh, well, that's a great passage about spiritual gifts and positions. Uh, verse 11 reads, and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure
0: of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. I love that passage, Nathan. You have been called as a web evangelist. You have been called also to go to different churches and share the good news. Some people have been called to, to be pastor evangelists like myself. And uh, we all have a different calling, right, Nathan? But at the end of the day, we are going to accomplish the same goal.
1: Absolutely. And we're all gifted differently, but we're still all called to share the gospel. Now, some people are just gifted evangelists. I mean, they're the type that that just have no problem walking up to a stranger and sharing with them what Jesus did for them and leading them to the Lord. They're just really outgoing, uh, sanguine type personalities that are so good at that. Uh, some... Uh, I gotta admit that personal evangelism for me is very difficult. I I really struggle going up to someone and just sharing the gospel. It's it's uncomfortable for me. It's unnatural for me. But you could stick me up in crowds of thousands at the pulpit, and I have no problem sharing the gospel. It's easy for me. So again, we're all gifted differently. I know you, Vic, are great at both. I've seen you both do it in preaching, and you just. Naturally are gifted to talk to anybody and just share the gospel I've seen you lead people to the Lord that you've never met before and that's a wonderful thing i I like to keep tracks on me all the time I, I buy those million dollar tracks from yeah from and I, I watch all the Ray Comfort videos so I can learn how to to do the way of the master type style there's many different styles of evangelism explosion and uh, the there's uh, uh, there's so many different methodologies you can use uh, but again we're all called for different abilities, and, and you, we have different strengths. If you're a teacher, then, then teach, but also teach the gospel. Uh, if you're a prophet, which means a passion for the soon return of Jesus Christ, then share the gospel. You know, there's no real apostles today that that position is done. But, you know, whatever role you have, we're still called to share the gospel.
0: Mm, And Nathan, what a wonderful uh, point you made. It reminds me what it says there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Again, as we're talking about just different gifts that the Lord has given to us. Nathan, would you be able to take us there to uh, 1 Corinthians 12? And maybe if you can read for us verses 1, and then maybe we'll jump on to verses uh, 7 through 10. Uh, That would be fantastic. Uh,
1: Verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 12 reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant then skip me up to verse
0: 7? Yeah.
1: But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But, one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is, one has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also in Christ.
0: Ooh, fantastic. and Nathan, I love that because it also talks about the purpose there. In other words, we're all gifted differently, but the, the key there, the purpose is to build up the body of Christ. In other words, we're, if you're a great evangelist, it's not just for yourself, right, Nathan? It's to be able to build up the body of Christ.
1: Right. I, think, I mean, you're, we're compared to a body in that the ear can't tell the foot one thing and the foot can't tell the elbow another. I mean, each part is needed for the body to work. And so likewise, we're gifted in different areas, uh, but we're all gifted to do one thing, function as a body to proclaim Christ's message. So you know, the ear can't say well i'm not going to participate i'm just going to sit it out or the you know the big toe can't say no way <laughs> and that's what a lot of christians do they're like well you know i'm not an evangelist so i don't have to do it I, I just do my thing and you're missing the point we're all part of this one body that operates on acts 1:8, the great commission to go out and share the gospel and so we're supposed to be ready as uh, the bible commands us in season and out of season to share the reasons why we believe in Jesus Christ.
0: Mm, Excellent point. Again, you're tuned into A Truth Will Set, you free Bible prophecy edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about evangelism, Bible prophecy. Nathan, what a wonderful point uh, you made there. And also we wanna encourage those of you that are tuned into the program. Listen, this is what it's all about, is to encourage you, to stir you up, to go out there and make a difference. Nathan, like you mentioned, maybe someone is not a gifted evangelist, but like you said, maybe they can carry some tracks. And pray for an opportunity and just hand the track and trust the Lord, right? (laughs)
1: Well, I'm a big believer in what's called servant evangelism. It's in other words, you go out there and you help people. You show Christ's love. Now, it can't be as far as social justice, which totally forgets giving the gospel. I mean, that's what's the point of giving someone a cup of water and not worrying about the thirst of their souls, right? Uh, That's where social gospel gets it wrong. But servant evangelism means is you go out and and you help your neighbor and, and you do uh, different activities uh, that are outreaches into the community and and just serve people. And by serving people, you will then garner their attention and then you can share the gospel with them. Uh, I love uh, Creation Today. Um, Eric Hoven sent me a bunch of cards. They're little, little business cards and like you're in a coffee shop or something and you buy someone a coffee in line, you can give them on these cards that says, this is the reason I bought your coffee. And it takes them to a website that has the gospel message. I mean, it can be that simple with all the, uh, uh, if you're into tracks, uh, I love tracks. I, I go into restaurants and I, uh, with the tip, I, I make sure you tip, obviously I need the million dollar track that has the gospel message on it. I, I was at the olive garden a few weeks ago and the waiter was all intrigued that he got a million dollar tip. He's like, Hey, I'm going to tell all my, my fellow workers. I got a million dollars. I'm like, good. Have them all read it. You know? I mean, these are the simple ways it's, it's not the knocking on the doors and, and uncomfortably shuffling your feet and saying have you heard about Jesus that you know that there are people that are gifted at doing that but that's not you then then pick a different methodology servant evangelism is a great way there's also friendship evangelism where through you obviously uh, should know people that aren't saved that are friends of yours well you've earned the time and respect to talk about spiritual things with them share your story you don't have to say you're gonna go to Christ or die you know you Just share how Jesus transformed your life and the Holy Spirit will move them to ask further questions.
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent tips on evangelism, Nathan. Thank you so much. Again, for those of you that are tuning into the program, great tips for you to equip you, to prepare you to go out there this week and make a difference. Whatever ministry you're part of, your pastor, evangelist, they're going to be excited when you start to put this into action. We believe the Lord is coming soon, and we want to be ready, and we want to be uh, ready about his business so that when the Lord returns, he will say those words, well done, good and faithful, servant, but maybe you tuned in and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ right now because the Lord can return at any moment. So Nathan, would you be able to share with that person on the other side, maybe how they can start their relationship with the Lord even right now?
1: Well, here's the, the simple gospel message in a nutshell. Boy, if you have to learn any verse, learn John three sixteen. We can all remember that one. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There's the gospel in a nutshell right there. Jesus Christ, God's son, came in human form to suffer and die on the cross to take our place, to take the punishment for our sins. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, our sins are forgiven, our guilt is washed away, and we inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ forever in heaven. And if you want that, if if you're listening in but you haven't accepted that, then pray from your heart something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt is gone and you will inherit eternal life with him. Now go out and share your own testimony with somebody else.
0: Mm, amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Yeah, maybe you just accepted the Lord. Hey, reach out to us, 305-992-9527 or 321-END-TIME. We would love to pray with you and give you a Bible and continue to encourage you. So again, you have been equipped for this week, and that is what Nathan and I are doing, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, Nathan, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Man, time flies, right? Woo!
1: It sure does, doesn't it?
0: It goes quickly. And of course, to our listeners, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, we want to thank you for being part of our program here as part of Lamb Lion Ministry. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And if you're in need of prayer, again, reach out to us. We would love to be able to uh, pray uh, for you. And again, uh, we're here to serve you. So you all have a great day. And in Jesus Christ, he is coming back very, very soon.